Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 210 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, October 19th, the first day of the Raptors season. It's all very exciting. I'm very pumped up. I'm, of course, your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well, at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Locked On Raptors, of course, is also part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all together neatly organized for your listening pleasure on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Lots of great content about the first couple games of the season for each team. Uh, make sure you're checking it out. Find shows that you like, hosts that you like, leave ratings, leave reviews on their shows. It's uh, very helpful, and you can do that with us. Locked On Raptors is on iTunes. Please leave a rating or review on iTunes, and it helps to move us up the rankings, helps to make us more visible, and uh, I really appreciate Appreciate anyone who takes the time. All right, on today's show, I am joined to talk about the Raptors' first opponent of the season, the Chicago Bulls, by a tortured Bulls fan who, uh, if you'll hear in his voice, I think is skeptical about the Bulls' prospects this season, uh, and for good reason. It's Josh Terry. He's a music writer from Chicago, uh, writes for Noisy Music and Complex and a whole bunch of other places, and uh, we had a good chat about the Bulls and Bulls fandom and what it's like to sort of go into a season where the Bulls are just expected to be awful. I talked about the point guards there and just how bad they are and what the Bulls are going to do in terms of uh, you know who's going to take over the reins for like Jimmy Butler and Doug McDermott as guys who are going to destroy the Raptors every single time they play. Lots of fun stuff in this one, and uh, Josh was great, and I uh, hope you enjoy the conversation. Uh, and let's just get to it right now. Uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. I'm going to do a podcast about the home opener. Uh, I'm going to cover it this afternoon, and we'll, I'm not sure if I'll have one from the arena or if it'll be something that I do early in the morning as sort of a recap of the game, but there will be content about the first, pre- first regular season game for the Raptors this season. Uh, and then Friday night, I think I'm going to record podcast with Sahal Abdi. We're going to talk about uh, the first game against the Sixers on Saturday. So stay tuned for all that. Uh, Very excited to get the season back going here. The preview content was fun, but I've talked myself into the dirt in terms of the preview stuff. So uh, pretty excited to have real basketball here and it's going to be great. Uh, So thanks so much for listening again. Follow me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Follow the show at Lockdown Raptors. Leave ratings, leave reviews, uh, and uh, stay tuned for a couple of cool announcements in the next 24 hours, maybe? Uh, Tomorrow I'll, I'll address it for sure. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for, for listening, and, and we'll talk to you soon. And enjoy the first game of the season, and enjoy the conversation with Josh Terry. Cheers. All right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors to chat about the Raptors' first opponent of the regular season, a tortured Bulls fan from Chicago. He's a freelance journalist, covered, writes about music for Noisy Music and Complex, uh, a bunch of other places. It's Josh Terry. How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. I'm, all I'm going to say is that I'm happy basketball is back. Uh We'll see how the Bulls do tonight, but yeah, it's pretty dire for us Chicago fans right now. Yeah, the I mean, you guys won Game Four last night at least in the NLCS, so that's something, I suppose. But yeah, it's uh, Chicago sports are in a weird spot because the Cubs are very good, but they're kind of on the verge, and then like the Bears are awful. I mean, I guess Trubisky is kind of interesting, and the Bulls, I mean, 
this is the reason I wanted to have you on. The Bulls are a tire fire. I I don't know if there's a like a fan base in sports that hates their team as much as Bulls fans do. <laughs> Just from like ownership to management to the coach on down, it's like it's really dire. So I wanted to get a Bulls fan on to talk about all of that. Uh, I guess let's just start with like your psyche going into the season. The Bulls, of course, kind of ripped everything down. Jimmy Butler's gone. They got very little back for him. Um, and I mean, I guess Lowry marketing could be something, I suppose. And Zach Levine, when he's back, could be something. But uh, just comparatively to like stars of the past, they didn't get much for a guy who had two years left on his deal. What's your psyche as a fan coming into the season? Like, what do you want to see from this season? Are you confident that it's going to be entertaining? Like, what's your sort of mindset as the season begins? Well, this is kind of like completely new territory for us. Right. You know, we're, we're a team. We had Jordan. We've had it really good, you know. But like after the Rose team window closed, we, the Chicago Bulls have always been in a position where are we going to tank or are we not going to tank? And until this season, we've decided to not tank. But it's been with more disappointing results. So we are not used to probably losing most of our games and only winning like 20 or so so this is it's just a new thing like you know you know how bad it gets when they're they're like in previews for the season basically <laughs> boil down to like who are these guys you know like <laughs> we it, it's a like if i saw the roster last year i would i would be even more upset than I am now, you know, it's just like a lot of nobodies. We have some like exciting young players, you know, Lowry marketing probably going to be awesome. Hopefully he'll probably be super inconsistent, but I bet by the end of the year, he'll be fine. But it's like the bulls consistently have always been a team that has not been able or an organization that has not been able to evaluate talent. Right. You know, uh, our draft picks have been awful for dating as far back to, 2006 when we traded away LaMarcus Aldridge for Tyrus Thomas you know (laughs) (laughs) it's uh, we haven't had good luck at all in the draft and you know every once in a while we'll get a 30th pick that's as good as Jimmy Butler but you know that that doesn't happen ever (laughs) you know well, as someone who uh, had to deal with Andrea Bargnani, I, I have no sympathy for your 2006 draft issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, like Jimmy Butler's the one guy they really hit on. Of course, Rose was good for a time, and uh, he's Derek mm-hmm. Rose, but like that was, you guys lucked in the first overall pick. That it wasn't like a great find of player development. And then Butler, they kind of botched that whole thing. And I guess Butler's probably a kind of hard guy to deal with from what it sounds like, and there was some clashing egos and stuff there, but... It is kind of a bummer that it didn't work out there because, I don't know, I've seen, as a Raptors fan, I've seen what Jimmy Butler can do when he's playing yeah. really well, and he's ridiculous, and I think he's going to be great on the Bulls. So it sucks that there's not much in terms of a return for him. Um, I guess the other thing, too, is there's kind of like a pall hanging over the season right now because of the fight with Nikola Mirotic and Bobby Portis. Uh, Larry Markin is starting tonight, it seems, because there are no other power forwards left on the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what was your reaction when that happened? Was that something you were surprised by? I feel like Bobby Portis, just personally, is like the last person on earth I would try to step to, but do what yeah, you want, I guess, Nico. he's an intense dude. Um, I, you know, obviously that kind of thing is shocking, yeah. you know? Just like on a, like, you, it doesn't happen every day in the NBA where uh, another player breaks the face of a teammate. But, <laughs> you know, considering, like, how the team is trending right now, I don't think anyone was truly like, oh, this makes sense. Everyone thought that, like, all right, this is just, like, another 
bad thing to bring in a terrible year. (laughs) (laughs) But like one of the interesting things about it is that, you know, the front office was took great pains to say that both players were at fault. Yeah. So I'm like thinking that like maybe like I and I know that Bobby Portis is supposed to be one of the better locker room presences in the team. So I'm like maybe everyone just hates Nico, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like the case this summer when no one wanted to sign him to anything, so maybe that's the case. Right. Um, yeah, the yeah. whole like kind of count contract semi holdout for I don't know, 2 years 27 million I think. So we'll have him for a while. But it's, uh, yeah, we were so front-loaded in our front court, and now we have no one, <laughs> at least for <laughs> the eight games Bobby Bordas is out, and then the four to six weeks Nico's out, yeah. which is such a bummer. It <laughs> is. <I can't... laughs> How much of a disappointment has Miritich been since coming over? Because I feel like he was always kind of this little card that the Bulls fans would talk about, like, oh, Nico's coming over, like, watch out, they're going to be so much better. Uh, hasn't quite worked out that way. Oh, I mean, he's he's a good shooter, and I think, you know, there's definitely hints of, like, something special towards the end of last season. You know, after the All-Star break, he had some pretty crazy shooting percentages and, like, averaged mm-hmm. over 15 points And besides Butler, and he had more, like, games where he was the top scorer, even more than Wade, you know? And I think, like, he was trending in the right direction, and I think this year... I don't know. I've been. I feel like I've been saying this for the last three years that this is finally going to be Nico's year that he breaks out. But we'll see. He's just like not a complete player. Yeah. Um, I need your belief power rankings for the four point guards on the roster: uh, Jaron okay. Grant, Campaign, Chris Dunn, K. Felder. Start at the guy you're least confident in and work your way up. Uh, let's see. Least confident in Cameron Payne. Yeah, he's uh, really, really that, bad. Yeah, that is. One of the worst deals. Like, we... Doug McDermott is going to live in Bulls lore for, like, being involved in two of the worst deals. You know? <laughs> like, we gave away two first-round picks, which ended up being Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris for Doug McDermott in the 2014 <laughs> draft. So, not off to a great start. You know, uh, he's sort of like a Kyle Korver light, you know, Sometimes hit really good threes. Other times it's very consistent, bad at defense. Mostly just good and playing then, the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was honestly like the the two great things about Bulls in the last like three years are record against the Raptors, <laughs> which is like insane. I think you guys probably broke the curse, but since like I think Valentine's Day of 2014, we're 11 and one against y'all yeah. for some reason. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> And then, uh, then also just having uh, even our TNT Bulls, you know, the 20-win yeah. streak, it's TNT home games. Like, how hyper-specific can you get <laughs> in terms of, like, a cool streak? It's an awesome streak. And it's going to be on hiatus this season because the only nationally televised Bulls game is ESPN, which shows you how dire it's gotten. We have, like, I think we're missing out on, like, a Christmas game for the first time in nine seasons. Yeah, I'm pretty glad that the NBA didn't try to shoehorn them into because they do that with like the Knicks and the Lakers and when they're bad. And I'm yeah. glad that they realized that the Bulls don't have much in terms of uh, anything. So sorry, back to the power rankings of the point guards. Right. You so, got campaign yeah, last. Campaign and his uh, yeah, I I do not know what they see in him. Um, so we have Cameron Payne, we have Jerry and Grant. Who I'm actually I'm gonna go in order. But how about Ryan Archidiakono? 
I forgot about him. Fine. He's not even on the depth chart right now. But no, he is. Yeah. He's gonna be starting, or not starting. He's gonna be like the backup for Jerry and Grant tonight. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, put him around where Cameron Payne is. Uh, that's not gonna be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we got uh, Chris Dunn. So. I'm very confused about what the Bulls see in Chris Dunn. Yeah. You know, did he make an impression at all to you last season with the Timberwolves? No. He, there was like, I mean, Rubio was playing a bunch, right? So it was hard to get like right. a big sample on him. But no, like when he was out there, he was awful. He didn't do anything effective. He didn't shoot well from anywhere on the floor. He's, he wasn't right. good at all. Yeah, offensively, he just did not seem to know what he was doing. The shots he took were always weird, you know? Yeah. Like, I know he's, like, a natural defender and will probably, like, if he works on a shooting game, he'll probably be one of the Bulls' only two-way players, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a weird thing. And I was pretty high on him, like, last season or when he was drafted, you know? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be good because, you know, you watch the Providence highlights and I'm like, this is... This could be something, but it was a really disappointing rookie campaign for him. This, um, is, this is really a team of like former superstar college players that just didn't pan out. It's kind of yeah, like Portis, exactly. Robin Lopez at Stanford was great. Denzel Valentine was incredible. Payne yeah. was amazing at what was it, Weber State or, or somewhere not good. Yeah. Right. It's a. Uh, sorry, I keep it, interrupting it, your power ranking. It's kind rankings. of karma for the Bulls front office draft picks, you know? Yeah. Like. We've screwed up so many times on college players. Let's just get all the bad, like the former good ones, and like you know, <laughs> it's not good at all. But yeah, yeah. So Jerry and Grant, I'm, I'm, I, you know, he's not exciting, but he's competent, you know. I'm so, sad now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's going to get even darker. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so the Raptors play the Bulls tonight. Uh, I think yeah. the Raptors are 12-point favorites, which is the highest spread of any opening week game. I, I don't know if Vegas has ever watched the Bulls play the Raptors, as we've talked about. Um, right. Part of me still thinks the curse is going to continue. Uh, like, the last game, the Raptors won the last game of the season against them, and it was insane. They went to overtime. The Raptors came back from, like, 13 down after three. DeRozan scored, like, 44, uh, and Nabaka fought Robin Lopez. Uh, and it was great. It was an amazing game. It kind of felt like a curse-breaking game, but I don't know. Yeah. There's always the Bulls always make me uneasy when they come to town or when the Raptors go to Chicago. Who's gonna be? Because like now, there's not really anyone left over from the 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 curse years where it was Jimmy Butler or Aaron Brooks or Doug McDermott right. or Etwan Moore going off. Like, who do you think is gonna be the new Raptors killer? I think Paul Zipser had a moment last year in that last game. Um, yes, but is there someone else? Is it yeah? Is there someone who you think is going to be like the new Raptors killer who's going to average thirty against the Raptors and like eight in the rest of their games? Um. Okay. I I, I think I have two. Okay. Two Raptors killers for the twenty seventeen season. So because of the the fight circumstances that we touched on earlier, we got Lowry Markkinen starting at the floor, and I don't know. Uh, He's one of the best shooters we've drafted since uh, Nico Mirotic. So, but, uh, <laughs> but I will say that he is, I am more excited about him than any other draft pick in a while. I think he's a really awesome player, you know, for a seven foot guy to like be such a good shooter. He's going to be one of the only people that like the Bulls aren't going to try to rework their like shooting mechanisms. Like he's already got that. Right. And he also has like one or two of the best nicknames that I've ever heard. The finisher is incredible. Ooh, that's cool. And 
if he becomes like a great three-point specialist, like I think he might be, uh, the marksman might also be good too. That's not bad. Yeah, the thing with him too is like, especially against the Raptors, he kind of has the sort of feel about him, and this is the easy sort of European player comp thing, but uh, he has sort of the aura about him that like he could be like the fully realized version of what people thought Andrea Bargnani was going to be. So yeah. it could just be kind of like pouring salt in the wound. I mean, we've kind of forgotten about Bargnani at this point in these parts, but still, it's uh, it's still something that I don't think anyone's ever going to fully recover from. And if he is like what Bargnani should have been, that's going to, I think, definitely play into the sort of the voodoo that he's going to bring to games against the Raptors. Man, uh, have you also seen him in interviews? Uh, Lowry Mark, he's really charming. I think he's going to get along really nicely in like the Midwest niceness of Chicago. <laughs> I don't know. He's been he's been pretty like the WGN promo right now. It's like all it's like Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and Larry Markinen like just saying their names. It's <laughs> 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 no like motivational like. All right, still with us. This is our season. It's like hey, we're the new guys. Like you're gonna see a lot of us now. Wasn't but, it uh, like? Yeah. Sorry, wasn't it like team promoted content where they had like name tags on? Like that's the level they're yeah. going to. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, no, it's literally name tags. Uh, and then so like the Chicago Tribune's Bulls preview is like, can you name all the guys on the Bulls roster? Even <laughs> I couldn't. You know. <laughs> Tripped up on David Nawaba. <laughs> yeah, but I actually like. I'm actually excited about David Nawaba, which is like a weird thing. Oh like that's the quote I'm gonna isolate. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the Bulls have been like we've been talking about how we should go young and athletic, and he's fits that bill, you know, much better than say Rondo and Wade did. Mm-hmm. But he also has an interesting story. Like he was like Division Two basketball for a while, like fought his way up from the D League to play with the Lakers and played pretty well for them in the limited time he had. So I don't know. Maybe he'll be like. The Bulls always have, like, these sort of players who, you know, weren't drafted or were taken very low in a draft and end up being part of the rotation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you, I got to ask you a music question because you are a music writer. Uh, if you had to pick what song would be most fitting for the Bulls to come out with as, like, their lineup intro song for this season, do you have one off the top of your head? Oh, goodness. Um... Well, you know, my default answer for any, like, walk-up music-related question is always the boys are back in town for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the right but, answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's Chicago. You gotta walk out to, uh, like, something either by Kanye or Chance. Like, I don't know. I've been to a lot of Bulls games, and they always play Kanye. And, I don't know, walking out to, like, something like Black Skinhead. Wow, we probably won't win any games. That would be the coolest song to walk out to. Yeah, the thing with Kanye, though, is it's all about bravado and him being awesome, and that just doesn't apply to this year's team, I don't think. Yeah, I know, but it's like, <laughs> any, any one thing, because the Bulls always kind of, okay, the Bulls are like, the Chicago is one of the biggest sports markets ever. The Bulls always lead the league in attendance, mm-hmm. you know, but we the mindset of the front office is always like we're a small market team right you know why why have we made the moves that we've made you know like this is this is also going back to the fact of like chicago sports fans especially bulls fans are spoiled we had michael jordan you know <laughs> but it's like they just don't really treat the team like we're a chicago big market 
lead the league in attendance kind of team. So any kind of bravado, even if it's totally unfounded, is a step in the right direction, in my opinion. I think chances all we got might work because literally the only thing they have is a cool walkout song at that point. Uh, that, that might work. <laughs> That's brutal, but yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, what's well, your What's your thought? What's your opinion of Reinsdorf? Or, like, is he just too cheap to run a, a team in the one of the biggest markets in the United States? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, he. You know, you gotta respect for the luck that he's had. You know, he's won championships like mm-hmm. with the Sox and with the Bulls. But you know, it's one of those things where nothing really, nothing makes me optimistic for the future about that guy. You yeah. know, yeah. Same with Gar. Same with Garpax. You know. Yeah, yeah. The Garpax thing. What's it going to take for them to lose their jobs? Do you think is there, is it are they just like impervious to losing their jobs to over anything at this point? E- e- you know, I think about this every day. <laughs> there is a, there is a, uh, Paxson was trending on Twitter, like, before I did this interview, and I'm like, okay, today is finally the day. <laughs> it's fired, and it's like, no. He was just on Chicago Sports Radio, and then he was talking about, like, uh, why they got rid of uh, the second-round pick this year for Jordan Bell. Yeah who probably will end up being, like, the next Draymond Green of Warriors, you know? <laughs> uh, and then they're like, yeah, we didn't really have an extensive scouting network, so we kind of just let him go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then they're like, we promised that both of us are going to scout a lot more this year. And I'm like, that's not, that's not, that doesn't bode <laughs> well at all for the future. I want someone else to scout. Why do you even have to say that, though? Like, you can feel that internally, but why put that out in the open, that that's your decision-making process? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, in Chicago, we're used to incompetence. We're used to pretty (laughs) bad, awful deals and, you know, trading away, like, our best player for, you know, a torn ACL and, like, a point guard who doesn't know what he's doing. And also giving up your first-round pick in the process just for fun. That was the worst part about it. Like, (laughs) When, because they, uh, I think Casey Johnson at the Trib tweeted out, like, when the deal was happening, he tweeted out that we got to keep our 16th pick. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I can handle this. You know, it's not what we want, but it's like we have two picks. And then, like, 20 minutes later, they're like, actually, <laughs> they get the 16th round, the 16th pick. And I was, I was furious. It's like one of those things where it's like, Bartman disappointment is like me whenever the Bulls make an art like an offseason move, you know? <laughs> it's just like I know where I was at every time where we do something stupid. You know? <laughs> oh, Josh, this has made me profoundly sad. Um, right. I, I I want the Bulls to be like, like watchable this year because like I don't know, their broadcast is kind of fun and I, I like I yeah. want to see Mark and do do well and like Justin Holiday's okay I suppose and I always root for Quincy Pondexter. Uh, that yeah. story that came out about him this off season was uh, was pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, I would say I, I don't root for the Bulls to be terrible, especially when they're going to be terrible. Um, like there are far there are, there are other teams I think that are 
Maybe this is me just not wanting the Bulls to get a number one overall pick again. Like, maybe I'm just, I'd rather see teams like the Knicks end up with the first pick just because that's more fun and it keeps the Bulls yeah. down um, and keeps the Bulls <laughs> less able to destroy the Raptors, but it's going to happen anyway. Um, but no, man, I want to thank you for coming on. This was uh, this was fun to talk to you as, like, a conversation, but not fun to think about the Bulls, i got to say. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, thanks for having me on. Yeah. If the Bulls can just be fun bad, you know, like... That's the goal, right? That'll be fine. Yeah. You know, if, like, Hoiberg's style of play actually comes into fruition this year, you know, and they're, like, fun to watch, because even when the Bulls have been good, they haven't been that fun. You know, yeah. Thibodeau... Yeah had teams that were good, but they weren't particularly fun to watch, you know, because they're just grinding out yeah. defense. But if this if this team is, like, good offensive team, if they're, like, the Suns or something, you know, and they're, like, play fun basketball, I'll be happy. But I will say that this is definitely a league pass year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's that's fair. Just dabble in some other, uh, maybe check out the Wolves, see how Jimmy's doing, or can you handle that? Is it too soon? Oh, no, I want the, I, I'm, I'm buying a jersey. I want the Wolves to win it. I love Thibodeau. They, yeah. uh, the Bulls did him dirty, and it's, like, cool to see Butler and Todd Gibson yeah. on, a, on a team together with some of the most talented young guys around. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, man, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Uh, if you're, uh, this is probably going to run today. Uh, go watch the Cubs. Go root for the Cubs. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I know you all are Jays fans, but there's some solidarity in uh, defeating the Dodgers. I don't think anyone wants the Dodgers to win. I think I just might be salty. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> thanks again. Absolutely, man. We'll uh, hopefully do it again when the Bulls are 9 and 50. Yeah. <laughs> Take care, man. Take it easy. Cheers. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17.